to Simon Kuf Ayintes Halacha Beis. It's on page Kuf Pei Vav. Kuf Pei Vav. Halacha Beis. The laws of Halva. So we learned last week about lending a poor person money. Now we're going to learn about lending a rich person money. Is there a mitzvah to, rent, to lend money to the rich? Afilu asher imsach lilvais mitzvah lahalvais loiv. Or even if a rich man he needs to borrow money, sometimes they have no liquid assets. All their money is tied up in who knows what, and they need a few dollars. Here you see a rich man. Can I borrow from you five dollars? I said my boss in the early 70s was taking taking title to a house in Florida and he needed he was laughing to me that he didn't have any liquid assets he didn't have anything that he could take out of the bank so I said I'll give you 10 he needed 10 grand and he went with me to the bank and then Monday he gave this was on Friday and Monday he gave it back and you didn't sign anything? my boss no he, he gave me back with 20% interest that's what it says okay let's see Afilu Ash, we're going to learn that. Afilu Ash, and Yatsach, Lulvais, Mitzvah, Lahalavais, 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 even in Ash, if he needs to borrow money, there's a mitzvah to lend the money, Lahalavais, furthermore, to even to say nice words, Lahalavais, to benefit him with, Afbidvarim, with words. Okay, there's a mitzvah, there's a mitzvah to, to be Mahanis, some with words. You'd be surprised. The people you think are, are the most successful, right? The people who have it all. You know what they're really chalashing for? They're chalashing someone should say something nice to them. Right? Someone... Seeking approval. What? Seeking approval. Seeking, not only seeking approval. Let's, let's say you know someone has a simcha. So, someone, someone very wealthy, very successful. And their son, they have a son, got a job. Got a job. It's a big deal. You know you get a job. Got a good job, a good job, famous job. You, you know what they really want? They want you to come over to them and say, Mazel tov. I heard your son got a job. I heard you had a grandson. You had a granddaughter. You, you, you have a great-granddaughter. You, you don't, can't even imagine how you can take these people and just saying something simple like that to them can completely give them oilam haba. You say something, you say you give him a Hana person, you give him a little compliment. And that's what it is. have a rich man. Look what it says in the Salah. It's an amazing Allah. You have a rich man. What, what could this guy be lacking? He's secure for the rest. Doesn't have a daiga. I don't know where I'm going to have tomorrow, where I'm going to have bread tomorrow. And this guy has enough money, has enough money for, for his great-grandchildren, for doiris. Doesn't have to worry about parnasa. He needs me to come over and tell him, Mazel Tov, I heard that, he, I heard that, that, your, uh, that your granddaughter got engaged. You'd be shocked. He needs you to say to him, Mazel Tov, about his granddaughter got engaged more than you need someone to give you $5 to buy a piece of bread tomorrow. That's the mitzvah. the mitzvah in life. And that's what it says over here. Mitzvah, lahalva isloi, to lend him money, ulehanoi isloi, to give him af bidvarim. Sometimes even the very smart people, they don't see the obvious. The most brilliant people, they just don't see what's in front of them and tell them, you know, I don't think it's a good idea you should do this or you should not do this, so on and so forth. They can't see exactly. So there's a mitzvah. This halacha is a small halacha, but it's not to be taken lightly. Halacha gimel. Also, this is a very important halacha, and not too many people know this. And even those who do know this are afraid, like you said, 
are afraid to act upon this halacha. But it's a very important halacha. Aser lahalvois b'loy edim. You're not allowed. Shulchan Tzmamish comes from Shulchan Aruch. This doesn't make he doesn't make anything up over here. This he actually has all the source. This is mamish a Shulchan Aruch. You're not allowed to lend a person money unless you have either witnesses or you have a star. You're setting yourself up for lifneiv. It's lifneiv The person may never pay you back. He may never pay you back, or you may, he may deny it. You'll go over to him and say later on, you know, you owe me, you owe me a thousand dollars. And uh, what are you talking about? And then they'll go say, he'll go and tell his wife. You hear this from Shogun? He goes and he tells them that I owe him a thousand dollars. And then his wife will call up her friend. And before you turn around, the whole community is saying, this guy is, 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 the guy is, is a good for nothing. He goes and he accuses people when they ask for Shaduchim about him, will say he, he's, he's a Meshugunah. He makes up things. He, he says that other people owe him money. Lahadan. Oh, so he, right, right. What's the Maisa? I, was, I couldn't, what's the Maisa? used to lend that money. He used to sit and learn all day. But he was very wealthy. And he lent someone money. He lent the money to a shoemaker. Yeah, and he came and he uh, paid him. Mo- he put the money in the swarm. Right. No, he put yes, the note in the swarm that this person paid me. Right. And then he came to. Stars. It said you owe me money. Yeah, so he said, I paid you. And it came back and forth. And Hamaitzim Mechavero of so he had to. He didn't Lost want to swear. And everybody started avoiding this person after they came that he... And then when he came back to the city that he was... And he found the note. He found the note. Came, it's too late. It's too late. He says, you, I'm Benito here. He says, the only way I could be Merkel, I have a son, Meshadik. That's why they won't say that it's because right, he had pity on him. The world revolves around Shaduchim. Yep. That's what they used to say about the war. The Shaduchim. Yeah. used to say, look how father <laughs> Well, they say that about the war. They say, they say, a lot of people, they say, if not for the war, there's there no way... A lot of Shaduchim that would not have happened. That happened. Like, no way in a billion years, this Mishpacha, we Mishanech with that Mishpacha. It's only because of the Bilbo that happened in the war... The, un, the impossible in Shaduchim. I'm talking about in Shaduchim, the Shaduchim came about. It's a very good story. Alright, let's go further. Over here, Halach Gimel. Also, it's forbidden, categorically forbidden to lend a person money without witnesses. Now, your case of this, talking about paying back the person. But here it's talking about lending money with Some say, is fatracht. Regular person is an Isaac in money. So I know you lend. So if you lend a person money, so you, 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 when you when you lend money, you know you, you whole day you thinking about money. You know very well who owes you money, who doesn't owe you money. But Talmidei Chachamim, money is not their first priority. They're fatracht in learning, and it's very easy for them to forget who owes them, who owes them, who paid them, did not pay them, and therefore don't even lend money to Talmidei Chachamim. He may he may forget to pay you back, and when you come to go and tell me you owe me money, he'll say Lo you by mistake. El imkain malveu alamashkon. The only time you can take money without a witness is if you take collateral even that's not so good we'll see soon 
the amal of the star meshuch v'yosei learning with the star that is the ultimate because the star it says exactly how much the loan is. Witnesses, witnesses. First of all, they may not be around. Who knows where they'll be tomorrow? They'll disappear. And number two, who says the witnesses will remember all of the details? But if you have a star, the star says exactly how much the money, how much the loan is, and exactly the date, the time, and the amount. There's nothing better than a star. By lending a person without witnesses, he's being over a lifnei because he's going, to, he's going to later deny that he owes you money. Because it's going inevitable that the loyve is going to deny owing money. The goreim He's going. You're going to cause a klala for yourself. The lender is going to bring upon himself a klala. The Brios will say, The Brios will say, The Brios will say, The Brios will say, The Brios will say that you're being tovev to your friend what is not owned to you. Even Talmud Chacham that's honest, that will not deny owing money. Due to the intensity of his learning, Yishach, he will forget the Chlisa B'Shas. The two people who wrote the Gemara. Can you imagine? Who were the ones who composed the Gemara? Ravina and Ravashi. So here we have a story between them in business. The Ravina, Loi Ratza Lahalvois Ravashi, Beloi Shtar Eden. Can you imagine? The whole Klali shell is built on Ravina and Ravashi, and one did not want to lend the other person money without a Shtar and witnesses. Are we not so careful? People, people, people have faith in each other. That's a shocking thing to say. Yeah, people, avul kashali, mishas hanal. It's a fair shigemara. The gam revina ravashi, hayu neamanim zelozev yodei revina shavashi lo yichbar vafiluachi lo yratz lahalva sloi beloi shtar vitzoruch ion. Why we don't find people? We don't understand why people are not nizer in this halacha. The bottom line is shulchanach remains firm. When it says shulchanach. Yeah. I'm going into the names and someone into one of the big questions and said, I'll give you a head check for it. He said, okay. He says, good as a star. Would you work? Because the check bounced. Afterwards, and he said that, you'll be money for the check. He says, uh, well, I don't have money in the bank. So, a check is not who says a check is not a star? Not so simple. First of all, Rabbi in his book, The Laws of Ribbis, Rabbi Reisman talks about every country has different laws. What is a check? So a check, a check can very well be, a check can very well be considered a star. A balance check is a felony. Yes. It depends where. Not in America. Yes. In America. somebody who went to jail. Yeah, a balance check. That's right. I know somebody who And the I know somebody who bounced checks and sat in jail. Of course. Just got out a couple of Yeah, sat for two years. Is there a number that has to be? Even if it's unintentional? What? You write a check for $10 that bounces. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
want to pursue the matter. You if you continue doing it, if you continue doing it, even if it's a mistake, they want to put you away. They can put anyone away. Put, they put away. They can put any. They someone told me they can put away anyone, any person, any citizen in this country. They they want to dig, dig, dig. Jaywalk, you can also go to jail for jaywalking. Yeah, also against the law to write a head check. You don't cross on the green right, it says don't walk when you cross the street, they can put you away for jail for that also if they really want. There's nothing, there's nothing, just. In California, they give you a ticket for jaywalking. What? In California, they give you a ticket for jaywalking. They do? Money. The first day I came to LA, I come, I went to send a postcard home, I arrived, and then I go, I cross diagonally, and there was a, a gas station there. All of a sudden, the cop car goes into the gas station and cuts me off. says, do you have any... Uh, do you have any? Let me see your identification. I said, what's wrong? He said, you jaywalked. So I started laughing. I said, so? He says, where are you from? He said, from Brooklyn. He says, here we don't jaywalk. Next time you'll get a ticket. Wow. Oh, good thing. Okay. Now, it's just you have the school car. And usually you drive downtown every park. There's a small little thing and the cop is standing behind the uh, <laughs> tree. Wherever it is, it stands behind the tree. And if you go, that's all you need. Take your passport. So take your passport. Okay, let's go further. Halacha Dalit. Halacha Dal Osar Lin The sin. It is forbidden to press a person to pay you back. Okay, so here we're going in the other direction. The loan is due. And now it's time to collect. And the borrower does not have the money. So you're not allowed to overdo it. You have a star. The star says you owe me $1,000. And the borrower does not have $1,000. And it's, uh, so it says you're not allowed to press him. Eventually you'll get your money back. Of course, you're not allowed to overdo it. When you know Even to walk in front of him in shul because you're going to make him feel bad. Now we're not deal, dealing with Ganovim, who people who deliberately take your money and have no way of paying back and, and uh, are just there to beat, or beat the system. We're talking about people who are good, honest people and had an unusual circumstance where their fortune has turned suddenly, unexpectedly and are planning on paying back the money in the near future, but they just need another week or two to get their act together. So in the meantime, if you know your friend is a good person, you know that he will pay you back. He has in the past. You have experience and he's going through a difficult time and it's just a matter of time until he pays you back. In the meantime, it is an issue the Arisa to press him. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there's so much crime and corruption and deceit. So right away, when a person doesn't pay back the money in the first moment, already the person is viewed as a ganaf and a criminal, and you're allowed to do anything you possibly can to get your money back. It's not always true. 
What? Okay, so unfortunately, we live in a very, very, very uh, difficult, very difficult. But the Iker Hadin, when you're dealing with a good person and he's in a difficult situation, you're not allowed to press him for long. Also, Lindos Chaloyve Kishyadei Shein Lefoy Vafil Lavala of Lefon of Asim Bnei Shuhu 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 Nikolaim. He is put to shame when he sees you there. Bira Oisay Lamalve Ve'Ein Yodei Maseges Lefoya do not be like a person who oppresses a person who a debt collector when it comes to your friend who owes you money let's say you have a situation where the person does not have money and he couldn't care less if the person has the ability, the person has the means of getting, of earning money and paying back his loan, then there's no prohibition whatsoever. You're allowed to go every day and knock on his door and say, you owe me money, please pay me the money. You don't have the money, so go get a job. You have the skills, you have the ability, go earn the money to pay me back. If that's going to be the case, because every single person then will abuse the system. If the halach is that a loyv malva is never allowed to press the loyv for collection, then every single person will abuse the system, will borrow money and never pay back, and always turn the tables and say, you know, I don't go press me for money. The Torah says, lo yigos. And that's of course ridiculous. Even though there are brown says, I have not seen anyone who actually wrote this in writing, Avla Dover who push it. Some things are so simple, you don't have to have Mukharis for. Halacha, 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 hey. Is there an order of debt? Like, he has to pay his rent and he has to owe you money? Is there a... An order? Everything is within everything. Put yourself in his situation, and and what 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 would you what would you like for yourself? I guess that's the that's that's always the guideline. If you were in his situation, and this, the, and, and and there are certain things that are pressing, and there are certain things that can wait. So whatever you would like for yourself, you can you have to understand your friend. Going on vacation instead of paying you back. That's not right. That's obviously that's no. That's not right. Obviously. That's. This principle of one of the day schools here, people used to come and say, here's my income tax, I'm going to make 6000 a year. So you would send the secretary and say, tell me what he's driving. Say, okay, you only make you 6000 You have a... Like, say, this your wife has an accurate there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can make up any tax return you want. Right. Okay, wow. Whew. I know the form. I have Mayor, Mayor, if you make a yeshiva, we're going to hire you. <laughs> you're going to work, you're going to be in charge of tuition. Halacha Avav. That was a big thing to keep a flat with. Maybe you should have people say, I can't pay for what's this? Yeah. Why? Hey, what do you do if we get to the summer? Send my kids to camp. That's right. Don't send your kids to camp. Answer. Yeah. So we're going to big gray areas. Yeah. Well, some people will say that not going to camp is even the biggest sakana. All right. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, every, everything is. It's not easy. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. All right. Halacha, halacha. Hey. Just like it is forbidden for the mouth of the land to go to go to press the loyve, to deny 
there's a prohibition, the same way it says in the Torah, that is addressed to the lender. There's also another in the Torah addressed to the borrower. He's not allowed to, to, to uh, lie and say, there's not a money. to deny. Come, I, don't, I, I don't have now. Come back tomorrow. It's a loisase. It's not in the Torah, but it's in Mishlei. We learned this not that long ago. Shemar al Don't say to your friend leich v'shuv leich v'shuv. Go away and come back. Don't say that. That is forbidden. Okay, let's see. Halacha halacha. Dalit on the bottom. Kachos aleivelich, which is forbidden for the borrower to go and deny money. Ayin b'chesh mishpat. The mitzvah al hayoshim lefroya choyv avihem. This is a very big, big topic. What about yisaimim? Yisaim are they responsible to pay off the debts of their parents, especially when it comes to debts? Then there is no, there is no uh, document. So maybe the yisaim can say, "Who says we have to pay? Maybe our father already paid you." This is a big sugi. Sugi in the Gemara. Sugi. Even better today. What you do is you loan money, and when you have money, you right away give it to your kids to buy a house. And you say, I don't have money to pay back. And then, then the children don't know nothing about it. Okay, let's see. There's a mitzvah in the pay of the father. The mitzvah in the pay of the father. Now here's the case. What happens? Now, what happens if the, uh, the children did not yoresh? No, it's, it's one thing if the children are yoresh the money of their parents. So they're paying back the chayvahs of the parents with the money of their parents. But let's say the parents die dirt poor. They leave over nothing. And now the lender, now the lender says, you know, your parents owed me money. And the children say, well, I'm sorry, our parents didn't leave us over one penny. We don't have any money, so it's not our problem. So it says to the Lo Yoshu Klomeavim, Ein Chayavim Lefroya, Vyafilu Mitzvalekha. There's no mitzvah whatsoever. It's not technically the obligation of the children to pay off the chayvahs of the father when it's, they're not, they're, it's not from their own money and not from the money that was left by the father. For example, so he's discussing now a new case. What happens when the father, he borrowed money? And the father had money to pay back. He had plenty of money to pay back. So now the father had plenty of money to pay back. At that moment in time, the lender came and says, you owe me you owe me $1,000, pay me back the money. And don't tell me you don't have $1,000. I see you, you have plenty of money. So he says, oh, I'm just not in the mood, too bad, take me to court. And then, and then, uh, whatever happens. So now at this point in time, the father, it's now upon the title of the father gets, Rasha, The father at this point in time, in the halakh, it's called a Rasha. He has money to pay back and he refused to pay back. And then, all of a sudden, the father loses all the money. He's going to explain. And the Fiyachakach, in other words, Yorad Minchasaf, all of a sudden he lost every penny, and then he dies of a heart attack. I lost all my money, he dies. So now he dies, he died penniless, and now the, now the children have to, the, the, the lender says uh, to the children, so pay back the chayvahs of your father. So the children can technically say, you're right, I, we have no obligation because we didn't, borrow, we didn't borrow the money, our father borrowed the money, and he, didn't leave over, uh, he did not leave over anything for us. However, here's the big however, the father's neshama is called a rasha. 
And if the children, the same way the children are saying Kaddish, to elevate the Neshama of their father, it would be a good investment on the children's part to spend their own money, when possible, to redeem the Neshama of their father. The father should not go be in the next world. Let's say... Parents for their children? I owe somebody money. Yeah. Right him. And he dies. And now the Yishayim would come to collect from me. Do I have to pay the Yishayim to hug? Tonight time I owe your father. He's dead. I don't owe you anything. You are. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I believe you still have to pay. Yes. You have to pay. Shuchnoch, you have to still pay. It doesn't make a difference. It's the estate. It goes to the Yarshim. Yarshim take over the Chayvais. Just like Yarshim take over assets, tangible assets, Yarshim take over money that is owed to their father. So they, yeah. So especially if they're on the right. Two way street. It, well, think about it. They don't have to pay Medin if their father owed. But it's not. It's not called a one-way street because you owe the money. You owe. You owe the money to the father. The father has something of value. He has money coming in. He can actually sell that right. The father, when he was alive, he had. He had collections. He was able to. He had money coming in, and he could even sell to someone else to to, to to collect that money. So that's called real property. It's not called a one-way street. It's not invisible. In this case, of here is where the person the person owes money. I owe you money, and then the person then the person uh, the person dies. So to owe or someone else money, that's that's an obligation. That's not that's not a real asset. Owing is an obligation. Uh, pay, uh, collecting is something tangible to some degree. You see, the, see the difference. When you owe someone money, it's not something that's tangible which you bequeath to the next generation. But when you have money coming in, even though it's something that you can't touch, but that in halach is considered to be a tangible asset which you do pass on to a yarish. Okay, I see what you're saying. It's a little bit does. It is a little bit does sound a little bit like like it's a one way. I, but and the answer is, if you want to call it one way, the answer is yes. Can, there's some organizations that go to court, force the yarshim to pay the uh, or to pay the father promise to contribute. Well, if there's a star, yes. If there is a star, there's no star. There's a certain organization that does that. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. All right, let's see. If the children have money. The, guy, the guys are multi-millionaires. They have three hundred million dollars. Oh, exactly. organization goes over and says, "Your father promised he'd build us a, a school for twenty million dollars." We sat with him. We talked to him. They said, "Where's the document?" He said, "He promised." We were in discussion. We could give you the minutes of the meeting or whatever. And they go to court. And sometimes the judge will throw them out. And sometimes they're lucky. Mm-hmm. The family decides to settle because they don't want to. All right. All right. All right. This organization that does this all the time. Yeah. One more time, is this case. He borrowed away where he'll never have money to pay. He was a liar. He lied on his, uh, he lied on taking out a mortgage. So you can go to jail big time for this. There was an article, someone, an article from Carrick. You know that, that commissioner. So he sat in jail for three years. So he's talking about that. He's talking about the guy, the guy in the, the guy in jail with him. What happened to him? 
in, 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 if I read this right, is uh, you want to take a mortgage on his house, and the bank said according to the computer, the statistics, you have to be making $130,000 a year on the books in order to, uh, to get the mortgage. That's all the new rules. After the, after you know the the economy, the computer says you need to make for this amount of money. You have to make one hundred thirty thousand. So he says, well, I only make one hundred twenty thousand dollars. I have a great job. Who today makes, you know, has, it's a good job. One hundred twenty thousand dollars on the books. Good job. So it says, sorry, the computer will not let it go through. The computer needs one hundred thirty. So, so so the guy says, just so just write down one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Who's going to know the difference? Right? Who's going to know the difference? Just put $10,000. Great job. You're working for, who knows, Fortune 500 companies. What's the big deal? In five years, you're going to get the raise anyway. So, so, so he put down $130,000. So he virus off. This guy was guilty of wire fraud. Of, of, he virus off like five felonies. He just committed. Five felonies. So the average person the government doesn't care about. Okay, so, all right, not going to go look. But if they want... They'll put this guy away for 30 years. For 30 years, they'll put him away. The guy sat with him in jail was a high-profile guy, and he did something like this. He put down $10,000 more than he was making, and he had a good... Uh, they put him away for a couple of years in jail. So, One of Rebashkin's things also, they said he misrepresented his assets, which, it, which actually, he was right when he first said it, but after the government raided him, and he lost, you know, they stopped a lot of his production. Oh, he re- misrepresented and he said it. Oh, yeah, you have to be 100% honest. You got to be 100% honest. That's the bottom line. Yeah, so here is a case of a person law. That's what it says over here. This person over here is called a Russian because he did something exactly like this. That's what it says. He borrowed money. He did something that he knows and he knows it's a lie. He's borrowing when he knows he's not going to pay back. Here's the very big Kiddush. It is Roy for the son. The father is a Russia because he entered into a transaction he's unable to pay back. And the son technically has no obligation to pay back. But the spirit's father, who usher, if he's an usher, he can do it. Not everyone can do it. Or to make some arrangement agreement in Scary stuff. Prepare children go into their parents' the children come into the parents' home and they find Sfarim. And on the safer is stamped from this shul, from this library, a library book. It's scary business. You have to go. Technically, it's not my problem. My parents took out the book out of the library. They took out the safe from a shul. It's not my problem. Now, when they come to take away all the shameless, let them take it away. Not my problem. Or they had stuck a pushkas lying around in the house. From every organization, they put in a couple of quarters. It's not my problem. You're right. Technically, it's not your problem. But midas chasidos, it would be a good thing to return all of these books when possible and give away all the money to, to return all the money to stock. That's the, the bottom line. Yeah? Money of the value, you get away with one thing. The money of the value of the safe is I'm 
Not Margaret, that's also leniency. That's a chikot. You would say that all that time spent, all that time has passed and uh, lost during that period of time. All right, I don't know. And then you find, let's say you find the house. I found the house. I have a book from MTJ. Okay, I, I still have it. I never returned it. That's why they're financial <laughs> I have a book from when I was in Unos in second grade. I can guarantee you, no one. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs that book. No one has any need, and they would. And they would I'm doing them a favor, probably, because what are they going to do with the book? They have just have this collection, this old shattered book. A lot of things, you know. You try to give smart to, to, to. They don't want it. They don't want it. They're not paying for the book anyway. Yes, the government's paying for the book, but still, it's their property. It's yeah. it's still still theirs. Okay, so it's not so. So you hear these these. I don't believe these stories. But you hear stories about parents, people coming to someone in a dream and telling them there's a safer in the house and, and not letting him into the ilum ha'emes until the safer is returned. You believe these stories? I don't know. I don't, I don't really yeah, believe these kind of stories. Like All these stories. Then they go to the house and they find the safer and they return the safer. If it's there, <laughs> I don't believe these stories. The first thing I do with this Dibok story, right? This Dibok that came out two weeks ago. The first thing I said, this is a lie. This is a fraud. This is absolutely shaka. Who is so foolish to believe in this? Is a new And sure enough, and sure enough, uh, two weeks later, the whole thing is it took two weeks to verify. The whole thing is a fraud. Listen, people, people fall for this. Don't the Rebbe said when in the community, in the Baraka way. So it's Rabbi Gifta's grandson. So he keeps saying when people bring up stories of the books, they write about Rabbi Gifta. He says half the stories in the book are Shekhar Bakhazah. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. He tells a very story. It never happened. The grandson of the Chavetz Chaim said. Brown used to yeah. say, yeah. when someone says on the Rabbanish or Rebbe Shemaisa, it means Shamati. And if he says Shamati, then never happened. Never happened. The grandson of the Chavetz Chaim said eighty percent of the stories arrived by the Chavetz Chaim are not true. Let's go further. Halacha, halacha vav. Also lulvayis, also luloyve likach as halavah lo hitziyash loyus yachnu halacha. Loyve the dvarim shuda and loyve is not allowed to borrow money and spend the money uh, uh, unresponsibly. The money will be lost. And the Malva will not be able to collect, nothing to collect from. The Malva is a very wealthy man, so he never doesn't need the money. Too bad for him. The one that borrows his money and does not care is called a Rasha. It's the way of a Rasha to borrow money and not pay back. The money of your friend should be precious to you like uh, your friend should be precious as if it's your own money. When the lender recognizes the loyve shubal midazos that he has bad midos, he is not careful with other people's money. It's much better you're doing him a favor by not lending him money. Better than lending money. And you'll be forced to go and press him to pay him at a later point in time. And every time the government press him, you'll be over. 
So it's this vicious cycle. If you're going to go lend a person money who knows it's not going to pay back, you're putting yourself in a situation you have to go collect, and then you're coming, you're getting yourself in that situation. Better not get involved at all. Halacha zayin. When a person lends money, I'll lend you money, but you must give me collateral. You have a diamond ring, give me the diamond ring. Tzach lazar. Now here we have the discussion of ribis. Tzach lazar shaloi yishtamish ber mishum shukim ribis. I need to take this object. I borrow, let's say I borrow a tool. I borrow your. I'm taking your hammer. I'm lending you a hundred dollars, and instead you're going to give me a hammer that's worth a hundred, whatever, whatever the hammer is worth. And while I have the hammer in the house, every time I have a problem, I'm going to use the hammer. Ultimately, the borrower pays me back. He pays me back one hundred dollars. I give him back the hammer. So what I have. What in total have I received from the borrower? One hundred dollars plus the use of the hammer. That's gribis deraisa. The neishu kumai ribis. The yim haloive loani loani almora almora vikardoim. If you lend the person money on a mor, here's the example on a mora vikardoim on a a hammer. Or some type of shovel. Now you know he's letting on these things. You can rent it out. So here is here is the very clear what he says to do. I'm, I'm going to lend you a hundred dollars. You're going to give me collateral a hammer. And then after the loan, we make this arrangement. I just say, you know what? My next door neighbor, he's in construction. I'll rent him the hammer ten dollars a day. So and I'm not going to take the money for myself. The ten dollars I did by renting him the hammer, I'll use to pay off the loan. So after ten days, after ten days are over, the loan will be paid off. So I'm actually doing you a favor. That's mutter. Oh, you'll tell me how can you do it when you lend someone, you rent a hammer to your friend? It's going to depreciate in value. The hammer may be worth originally a hundred dollars, but after someone uses it for a couple of days, it's going to only be worth ninety dollars. It's okay. It's an umdana. It's davar pashat that the lender will be very happy. Someone should use this hammer, and the hammer will depreciate a small amount in order to pay off the debt. So it is mutter. So one more time. Hamal but the im haloyve loani im hilvelani. If you lend a poor man, and the collateral you take is almora vikardim, a a a shovel or a hammer, uchayitzebo sheschoroi meruba. That there's a lot of money to be made by renting it out. The ena nifchas, and it will not depreciate in value to use elamat yachol lehas lehash. As a shiner, I always forget yachol lehashkiroi. You can rent it out without permission. And when you get money for renting it out, that money will go towards paying off the loan of $100. It's logical, it's fair to say, the loyve will be very, the loyve, Mr. Mr. Nisbaum. The loyve will be the mistama The loyve will be very happy with such an arrangement. The yesh mish and some say the Some say you can. This the next step is maybe that's only good when you rent it out. The same way you can do it, you can rent it out to someone else. I'll use it for myself. I also need a hammer. So I'll use this lender's hammer, the borrower's hammer for 10 days. And after 10 days, the loan will come to an end. Because I would anyway pay someone $10 for the use of a hammer per day. No. 
you're not allowed to use it for yourself even if you're going to reduce the loan because maris ayin the yesh mish omer the dafka leacherim yachol lahaskirai avoloyli atzma why shelo yachshiduhu when people see you using the hammer and they know you took the hammer as collateral for a loan so and then they're going to see the hammer one day return to the borrower they're going to assume that the borrower paid back the $100 and in the meantime you got back the $100 plus you got use of the hammer you were over on the loisa say of Ribis so even though it's not true I did not charge them this that I used the hammer for every day I took I reduced the loan $10 per day people don't know that they just think that the loan was paid back in full and you also got use of the hammer Ribis so therefore you're not allowed to make this arrangement for yourself using it for free Halva for the loan. For the people, many people, people, if somehow you're able to, so there's the question if Dvarim that are awesome, Shalaris Ain, are they also a female the Chadre Chadorim? How far do you go in? But if people don't know that you took a mash, all right. So I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. It all depends. There are a lot. There are examples of 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 maris ayin chad are also afilu bechadre chadam when no one is watching. There's also such a principle because loy plok. Once Chazal said it's also, they did not make any exceptions. So even in this situation, no one knows that we that he borrowed money. No one will make. No one will come to this conclusion. It doesn't matter since the facts speak for themselves. A loan did take place. The hammer is collateral. You want to use the hammer to reduce the the choyv uh, per day. It's also because there may be in such a different type of situation like this marasain. The only thing you can do is you can rent it out to someone else. What if someone else breaks the? Uh, so that's cool. That's cool. Uh, oh, that's a gemara. The gemara talks about that. The lender, the machloks in the gemara, who gets paid back. It's so machloks in the gemara. I think I think maskan is you pay back the owner of the hammer itself. You want to make you want what to, to the borrower? Yeah, it's about the gemara. It's a sugi in the gemara. It's a sugi in the gemara. If you go and if you're a shaymer on something, and then you uh, give it to someone else and they ruin it, who who in this money to be made? Who who's going to make money with with the? Okay, it's a sugi. He's holding it as a mashkin, but his right, his right of using is limited. When you have it as a mashkin, you're not allowed to personally use it. No, so, the, so the guy you meant to broke it. So now he has to... He has to replace it. So who is he replacing it? You get it back to the loyver the mouth. Ultimately, is going to give it back to the loyver, right? That's where it's going back. Give it to the malva because the malva, the malva is holding it as collateral for the loan. In the chanami, in the meantime, it goes to the malva. Okay, yes, every loan needs a shtano. Technically speaking, collateral you don't need a shtar because the mashkin itself is the is is, the, is in place of the shtar. This we had before. A mashkin is instead of a shtar, or even instead of witnesses. How do you know you don't? He always has to be trusted. You want to be a ganav, even with a star, you can, you can be a ganav. You can make so the, the a mashkin. Okay, I lent it to you. I that far we don't go. Once already, there's been a transfer of an object as collateral. That's enough to trigger the mind that it took place for real. You can't you can't be foolproof in anything that you do. Look, they stole all of the federal employee numbers. Every single one of them. <laughs> there's no guarantee. You can always, you want to be a god, if you want to beat the system, you can always beat the system. Hazal just put into place certain safeguards for the honest people. You can't be secure. You can't be, this is scary, this is scary. That's right. 
There's no, there's nothing you can do. You do the best you can do. Let's go further. You work for the government, right? How do you explain this? So they know your number now, well, yeah, right? Contract, they probably do. They probably know your number. <laughs> That's why they told you not to come today. <laughs> All right, let's go. I also used to work for the government. I, I, I don't think I think it was too I think too too indirect. I work for a company that had a lucrative contract with the government. Right, so I, I don't think they had maybe they did have access to all my information. I don't know. What? They probably would ask. I don't know. I don't think really asked for money. If you went down just to visit them. Yeah, I was in. I was in. I was in big. The secretary says, "What before you I don't remember. Why does he have such? I don't remember. I was in all these. I used to go to these meetings with these uh, big government officials. It was, I was in the computer team. And this, this different, different uh, for for people that applied for um, um, disability disability benefits. So they 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 give out. They have contracts for all these facilities to do testing test the different facilities so I, I work for one of these companies we did the computer work okay let's go to the next the next halacha uh, okay now big day man comes to borrow money and he says, okay, uh, I'll, I'll lend you money, but I want some collateral. Oh, you want collateral? Okay, uh, I brought my wife's, uh, how do I say? Give you my wife's gown. My wife's gown, I'll give you even better. Give her her jewelry, her earrings. I gave her all the good stuff. <laughs> Take my wife. Take my wife. So, you're not allowed to give away your wife's jewelry. Without her permission, if the husband does indeed bring the clothing of his wife as a mashkin, you're going to have to ask questions. This halacha is direct to the borrower. The borrower is not allowed to take from his wife without asking her permission. But the lender, if he is on the receiving end, he need not ask questions. Don't ask, don't tell. He need not ask questions where did your wife give permission for you to give me her jewelry? But let's say the husband himself made her. The husband bought her these things, things that the husband himself provided for her. So this is a different status of jewelry. This jewelry which she bought for herself with her hard-earned money. And then there are... That or what do you call it? That she bought she, bought, she got married. And then there are things that he gave her as gifts. Things that he gave her as gifts. That has a different status. He can give her the, give away those things without as a mashkoin without her permission. Okay, we will stop over here.